the, the fight obviously stopped in a horrible way. Give us your thoughts on how it was going. I was boxing the bleeding head off him, kicking the bleeding leg off him. He was going show you do it to close the distance. What in the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Such an odd way to start a podcast. Uh, <laughs> who who had a harder time? I mean, the closed captioning person for that one. If they were not from Conor McGregor, if they were not a member of the McGregor family, you had no chance. That reminds me of the times. Every once in a while, I've, I've talked about this before. Every once in a while, Bill Raftery will will get excited about something on on a broadcast and be like Ooh, like <laughs> what like Tim Allen is somewhere like oh 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 oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there was uh, you want to talk about wanna, Kana? Uh, yeah I mean obviously UFC is a huge deal here but <laughs> there was no better way to start that then with Conor McGregor and then Kyle Peterson, because Kyle Peterson, that drop you can use whenever you want. I mean, it's just it's so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just what in the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, that it's... was him retelling a story uh, on our show. Yeah, ten years ago, right? Years and, it's, ago. and it and it's just it sounds just as good today as it did ten years ago. I mean, there are other great drops that you could that you could throw in there, but um, you know, obviously. Oh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> but um, on the Sunday morning radio show, they actually played with Myron Metcalf and myself, which you can hear right. Central Time on Sundays. I like that Myron they- makes you get into the UFC, though. I, I tell Myron, oh yeah, thank you. Like you last night, I saw you tweet something about the UFC. Oh boy, that drank beer out of an Elizabeth shoe. I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, I don't think I referenced Elizabeth Shue, <laughs> but I did say one of the positives of the end of social distancing is the ability to drink out of the shoes of complete strangers. <laughs> because, like, we we have gone from no one is allowed in the building to hand that fighter your sweaty shoe and make sure he drinks beer out of it and maybe some hot sauce. Make me okay. Is this a thing that I was not aware of? Like I've never, you know, Q of he Austin. Doesn't. This guy, Q of Austin Power. Yeah. Who who drinks out of a shoe? Honestly, who drinks out of a shoe? Who throws a shoe? Honestly, <laughs> it's very true. It's very good so, question. Okay, who so drinks it, out of a shoe? What it, is this a thing that I'm not aware of? Like, is this trend, a trend on social media that I'm not aware of? People drinking out of shoes or something? Because I, I mean, I've never. That's that's news to me. Snooze to me. Snooze to me. There we go. Snooze to me. Yes. Ty Tuvasa is his name. He knocked out Greg Hardy and then drinks out of a shoe. I just didn't um, know if that was uh, uh, some sort of trend that I'm not aware of, you know? Yeah, I mean. That's a pretty, I, I ran- that's a pretty random thing to just do. Yeah, you almost need to, you almost need to plan it. Um, you would think so. Ronnie, Ronnie, would you do that? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to make sure. So on the on the uh, 
radio show, they played. I'm going to play you a minute okay. of Conor McGregor. Okay. At, now, again, this is Conor McGregor laying on the canvas, being interviewed, right? With he's with a nasty, broken leg, ankle thing in some sort of cardboard cast, and he is saying all this stuff with Joe Rogan. Uh, just listen here. The, the fight obviously stopped in a horrible way. Give us your thoughts on how it was going. I was boxing the blade and head off him, kicking the blade and leg off him. He was what he's doing to close the distance. This is not over. If we have to take this outside for him, it's all outside. We don't give a he said that he believes that one of the kicks that he checked is what broke your leg. There was no check. There was not one of them I checked. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby, hit me back on my chatting later on. We'll be at the after party to win my club, baby. You're looking big, you little Connor, you, you miss with a punch and step back. Tell us what you felt. Tell us what you thought was going on. Just the thing had separated and we bleed and landed on the wonky leg like Anderson Silva that time. Something similar to that. It's a f***ing mad hell business. Okay. Yeah, greatest and the award for best interview of all time goes to <laughs> Rogan McGregor. Post Poirier. I mean, that was, that was unbelievable. There are a couple of uh, things there. One, I understood maybe four words... <laughs> In the whole thing. Like, he's talking about hit, kicking a blade. The blade and head off. I'm kicking the blade and leg off. I'm kicking the blade and leg. Like, who's the blade? I like, don't know. Wesley Snipes is in this fight? <laughs> so, actually, thought after the blade, like, whatever came after that, there's about a four-second gibberish that comes after that that I have no idea what he's saying. Yeah, let's hear. I was boxing the blade and head off. I'm kicking the blade and leg off. He was what he to close the distance. He was what he to close the distance. I got nothing. I mean, can't even muster up a guess. He was what he to close the distance. Something closing the distance. I don't. I don't know. We needed and Aaron Andrews. You 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 see, or we we needed Pam Oliver. Of uh, you you seem very hurt right now. You gonna be you gonna be all right. Yeah, let's go to uh, Pam Oliver uh, ringside there with Conor McGregor. Uh, Pam is going to interview Conor. Pam? You seem very hurt right now. Are you going to gonna be all right? <laughs> perfect That's perfect question. Was the interview let's Pam see, was let's mash to it up together. Right? Yeah. You seem very hurt right now. Are you going you gonna to be all right? I was boxing the blade and head off. I'm kicking the blade and leg off. It was what she doing to close the distance. All right, sounds good. <laughs> what else did Back you like up in to there? The booth. What else did you like okay. in, in the answer? This it was when he's like, this is like a guy who asks for the bill and the waiter says, no, I brought you the bill. You just didn't sign it. And then you just shout back. There was no check. <laughs> there was no check. There was no check. All right. <laughs> or it's like, hey, you didn't. You didn't pay. We were supposed to split the bill. I wound up paying the whole thing. How come you didn't pay? There was no check. Oh, you, you didn't see the check. Okay. <laughs> Likely story. Oh, okay. gosh. And then you've got probably the... I mean, the ridiculous line of the whole thing. Which is... Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. 
Your wife is in me DMs. <laughs> like, your wife is in me DMs. That's where... Your wife is in me DMs! All right. <laughs> Could you imagine... Like, he's just lost. Could you imagine, like, post-Super Bowl... Tom Brady is celebrating, and they go over to Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes shouts across the field to Tom Brady. Your wife is in me, DM. <laughs> okay. All right. Things are escalating quickly. Like, we, we just had the Wimbledon championship. Baronetti, whatever his name is, from, from Italy, loses to Djokovic, and they force the loser to speak first. Now imagine if he's, you know, looks over at Djokovic. Your wife is in me, DM. <laughs> All right. Okay. Like, you know, who who did Mickelson beat in in the U.S. Open or in the PGA? Brooks, Brooks Kepka, right? Yeah, if, Wasn't Brooks second? What, what if Brooks yells over at, at Phil? Your wife is in me, DMs. Hey, baby. <laughs> Sheesh. Okay. Can we be honest? The fact that the, there's no better just... It was meant to be that he is Irish, and instead of in my DMs, he says me. It just makes it way better. My oh, DMs, gosh. your wife was in my DMs, does not sound as good as your wife was in me DMs. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. Yeah, because it could be no one steals me lucky charms. <laughs> right. Perfect. But it, but if it were, no one steals my lucky chair. No, not as funny. Not as good. Your wife is in my DMs. No, this is better. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. Yeah, okay. He says, well, hey, baby, to too. So grade. he answered the DMs in the... It, finally, he answered it. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. Forgot to answer in the DMs. I'll do it right now. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. All right. So... Look at you. McGregor... You, I mean, you're watching UFC fights. I, I couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't do it. Well, here's the secret. Neither did I. I woke up, didn't know who won Sunday morning. I'm like, oh, let's quickly look at this. And then, I mean, the fight lasted five minutes. I know. I. But the beauty of, like, when McGregor fights or with even with – like, a part of the fun is, like, the ring. The lead-up. Like, the lead-up yeah. to it is sometimes what's yeah. the most fun about it. But – you, I, I didn't know if ESPN, there was some, like, employee hookup of, like, if you're an employee of ESPN, dial 999-9999. You're listening to the Mark Jackson automated voice message machine. You have selected UFC Poirier McGregor. Enjoy the fight. That is so much better than just him hosting random radio shows. Mark Jackson should be like I'll tell you. Sometimes you call like IT help. Yes. Uh, Disney IT technical support, and it's Stephen A. Smith on a recorded message. Seriously? Right? Like you've reached you know whatever. However, you know, and he goes out of feel about yes. Yeah, you know, how bad Kevin Durant. It. No, right, he doesn't right. do that. But yeah, I would be much more willing to listen to Mark Jackson. I mean, <laughs> tell imagine me what I've you're selected. on hold. Please stay on hold. Your call is extremely important to us. You're listening to the Mark Jackson automated voice messaging system. Mama! There goes that call. <laughs> Operator down, call down. 
so terrible. This is terrible. Um, no, I didn't know if you got the hookup so with ESPN. No, we we had the uh, ESPN employees got ESPN Plus, I think, free for a year, and then we had to start paying. So I pay for that at Disney Plus and yeah. all that. Yeah, oh, me too. All that good Did stuff. Did some good things. Um, they don't have the movie Rounders on <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> we were five minutes from – we were basically a minute from recording this podcast, maybe five minutes, and – you tweeted out, watched the movie Rounders the other day by myself. Kind of sneaky, frustrating to see an older movie by yourself and have nobody to discuss it with or get crunk about it with. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, Tell me where you disagree with that tweet. I think that's, look, first of all, there's someone who would probably like to watch that movie with you in the same room as you. It's a former Husker recruit. He got like, he got the whole room crunk. Yeah, you know. <laughs> that would be Charles Jackson, Charles Jackson talking Jackson. about seeing the movie Rounders with you yeah. in a room. Uh, <sighs> it's frustrating. But I like all, yeah, I mean, in terms of getting crunk with people during a movie, what is crunkness look like while you're watching a movie like looking at each other and going oh yeah i love this part or what just, is that what's that general, vibe? i mean just general kind of looks at each other like you can you believe how good this is you know that look the look like jordan gave magic and marv in game one of the 1992 nba finals like i don't know it's not it's not me it's just it's rounders like sometimes you got to look at each other and shrug when you're watching a good movie Nick Baugh tries to bring every conversation back to basketball. Yep. 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 It's uh, very, it's very true. Matt post- Schick tries to bring every conversation back to Doritos. Okay, we didn't mean to say it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. The big guy uh, chimed in there for, for you. But but it, it's more post-movie, like, you want to discuss it, you want to talk about your favorite part, all that, and... I, I I had nobody. I had nobody. So I sent a couple of text messages out like, hey, man, Rounders, question mark. People are like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, Rounders came out in what, like 1990-whatever, early 90s? Yeah, I think that's exactly when it came in. 1990-whatever. 1990-whatever. 1990 1998. I mean. 90, 98? That's exactly right. Thank okay, you, Jay right. I was going to text Jay. I have Jay's number. I should be like, Jay, just watch Rounders. I thought it was really good. What say you? That's exactly right. Okay, very good. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Then I like the people's response. Like Mark, pay that man his money. I can't pay, do the. Re- I can't the do the- his money. Yeah. Pay. Teddy KGB. Um, Jonathan says it was an L. Kent movie at the very beginning. Not sure if that podcast would be lingering out there. You remember? You remember when they played cards? All right. Have you seen, you remember, you remember the World Series of Poker? Now, think of that, not the guys that were actually in it, but one of them's Matt Damon. That's the movie. Yeah, Michael, Michael, you have a question? Yeah, 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 yeah. When, when, when they go to flop and hit with the river and then, and then they turn, did they, did they get naked in the bucket seats? Did they, did they ever get naked in the bucket seats when, they, when they're playing Texas Soda Bowl? Yeah, yeah, did she get naked in the bucket seats? Just go to hubacos.com and get naked in the bucket seats. You remember you remember the movie Fight Club? You remember that guy, the real handsome guy who was married to Jennifer Aniston 
Yeah, Brad Pitt, not him, the other guy. <laughs> Edward Norton? Yeah, Edward Norton. Yeah, he was in that. You remember that movie, In the Line of Fire? <laughs> you remember when that guy tries to shoot the president? He's sitting at that table at the end and stands up with his wooden gun and shot that other guy in the face earlier in the movie. Uh, you mean John Malkovich? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he was in that movie. You have to think of the biggest star ever. <laughs> Have it not be him and have right. it be someone else. That's that's the whole key to doing a, a L. Kent Walgamont movie review or discussion. <laughs> I need to hit up L. Kent Walgamont and talk about this thing. You know what you should do? <sighs> ha- have him on your podcast brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. I should. Best Man, just, sports movies. It's the summer. Talk about sports true. movies. true. That is true. Goodness. I could do that. I do that. Do that, but I needed. I. I mean, Rounders was sensational. I was a big fan. I haven't seen that movie probably since 1998. <laughs> no, it's been. It's it been came a out in. Oh, I don't know. What was it? I mean, 98. <laughs> I did that Sunday morning. Like, gosh, what is it? You know, what was uh, Nigeria? 28 and a half point underdog, something like that. You are a liar. Uh, by the way, other responses to your tweet uh, about rounders. Ooh, rounders is good. Included this from Teddy Ballgame, who tweeted, Did you see the touchdown? Touchdown! Nebraska baseball made today. Huge call, Nick. Huge call. That boy will bolt up in that thing. Yeah. Do you remember about a month ago when on this very podcast, I joked about Rob Childress coming back? and maybe replacing Jeff Christie on the staff. It was actually because I'd heard Cotton win that maybe he would join the staff. I just didn't know if he'd fire anybody. He didn't. Director of baseball, player personnel, Rob Childress, welcome to Nebraska. John Malkovich is also in the line of fire. <laughs> but speaking, hold on. Speaking of, I did on Friday, I ran into shook hands with, and hugged a man by the name of Huge Call, Greg. Huge Call. Greg or Matt? I ran into Matt. Yes! <laughs> Is that his reaction to you when you when you hugged him? And the press is going to win a football game. Yes! <laughs> Pretty much exactly what it was. We had the exact same shirt on, except I had the blue color of it, and he had the white color of it, so that provided some huge, huge selection in the polo game, Nick. Huge call. Huge discount rack. Yes. What? Uh, where did you see him? Where did you I was, see Davis? I saw him at the golf course. I saw him. I was playing golf with my father on Friday mid-morning, and I was on the putting green, and all of a sudden I felt a huge call, Greg. Huge call coming. <laughs> yes. Um, did he did he come up behind you and and rub your shoulders or did you no, turn around? We, and... we spotted each other thirty two yards away and we were giving each other. You ever done that? You almost gesture at each other too early. We gestured at each other too early and then there was that awkward amount of time like we had to like look away. Like I had to like act like my phone. Like I 
We looked away, and then by the time we were close enough, then we gave each other the old bro hug. That's right, because you can't stare at each other the full 32 no. yards, the full, That's you know, awkward. long Adrian Martinez touchdown reception Push up. distance. You can't, you cannot steer, cannot steer another man for as long as it takes Adrian Martinez to score a touchdown. <laughs> what? These so, are life tips from Craig Sharp. If you see a friend from 14 yards away, before you acknowledge him, make sure they're close enough for you to score touchdowns. Back in high points. Come on. Football. Come on. All right. That's very oh, good. It was very good. good. To see, it was good to see old Matty D, you know. I mean, we. Yeah. I mean, how long was the conversation? Talk for, hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. You're the next AD. No. Okay, good. See you. Yeah, it was like, hey, man, how's it going? How much you played a lot? You're going to be the next AD. What's going on? <laughs> you just slide. Try to slide in the stuff you really want to know, you know. Like, how you been? Are you look good? You going to be the AD? Yeah. How are you? Just kept it real light. You slid the athletic director question in there. Your wife is in me DMs. Bill Moose is in me DMs. Your wife is in me DMs. Um, um, Now, he did say something that got me kind of crunk, got the whole room crunk. Um, Did you happen to see I tweeted out a sideline interview from yes. the 2001 Nebraska-Oklahoma game. I was I re-watching did. it for the Husker Classic recaps. I did. Tons of fun. And I couldn't believe I'm watching it. They go down to Jack Aroot on the sidelines. who's interviewing Amon Green, and he pans over. And on the sidelines for 2001 Nebraska-Oklahoma, Matt Davison, Scott Frost. I thought that was – I was like, wow, that's cool. I thought that was cool. Did you say – Pan over or Pam over? Are you saying Pan or Pam? Great question. Great qu- huge question. So did he Greg. reference? Did so he reference that he saw that tweet? He goes, saw your tweet, loved it. I showed it to Frost. Yeah, that was like huge, huge relaying of a tweet, Matt. Just the just Gosh. the fact that 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 Frost. Saw one of my tweets. Makes me a happy man. That's great. You know what? I feel bad. He follows me. I just went to him. He follows a thousand people. I'm one of them, but I don't follow him. What? That has changed right now. I'm I'm following Matt Davison. Come on. Right. That's my mistake. I figured you followed all Matt's. I figured that was one of the first orders of business when you got on Twitter. Feel like we should do that, and yeah. that's my mistake. So very good. Yeah, so so when are we gonna have him? When are we gonna have him on the show? He did. You know, he gave me that classic line. Thing, if I can ever do anything for you, just let me know. I'm going to be like, can I have Scott Frost uh, for two hours on Chicken Nick? Is that possible? No. Nope. <laughs> How about uh, season tickets to the Huskers? Can you do that? Like, otherwise, you're a liar. You're a liar. You are a liar. But yeah, it was good. Do you, you know, remember that we bumped? Matt David, remember we played that in the oral history of the history of the Cotton Candy drop, Cotton Candy Keith. We bumped Matt Davison for Cotton Candy Keith Did on we our show. Really? Yeah, because Cotton Candy Keith was in studio or was on the phone or had called up, and we bumped Matt Davison for like the catch for the national championship, nineteen ninety seven. We bumped him for Cotton Candy Keith. Here's the thing: if you ever have to describe our radio show to anyone like what was your show like man i think just that little little sentence probably sums it up perfect well be like you know what all you need to know was we bumped someone by the name of matt davison doing a show in omaha nebraska 
We bumped Matt Davison to have someone live in studio named Cotton Candy Keith. And we do it again. Well, what did he say? Well, it was just really important. Like Matt Davison probably had some very important things to talk about with Nebraska football, you know, certain things at that time. But kind of candy Keith, we had to talk to him about what he was thinking when he said this. But we need to give a shout out and a high five to the guys that were humping the cotton candy. Didn't have to wait in line. They were there. It was all over the park. Here's the thing. And I'm going to put this on a Twitter poll uh, right now. we got to revisit some of the polls that we put out. I think this is the best way to do it. We'll put out the polls during the show, and then people can listen Good. and go, oh, that's why you that's asked why. that question right. on the podcast. Right. The question is going to be, as a Chick and Nick show listener, would you rather hear an interview with Cotton Candy Keith or Matt Davison? <laughs> Who do you think is going to win? Who do you I, think's gonna oh, win? I think you know the answer to that question. I'm going to go with, with Keith. Keith's got this one over Matt. There's no question. Cotton candy. <laughs> Cotton candy. All right. Thank you very much. Cotton huge candy poll candy. question. Um, huge question. Cotton candy. So yeah, there you go. Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave this this whole thing, like, What's I happening? feel like these just innocuous statements that you have made on this show. What happened? Just no. I mean, the whole Will Bolt thing, like oh, yeah. Dave. Sends a tweet to the show. Rob Childress about to have Will Bolt up in that mug. Now, he said mug. It's thing. That boy Will Bolt up in that thing. Okay. Anytime Will Bolt does anything, he hires Rob Childress, which is fantastic. It's a big deal. Uh, But... This is a big deal. Tom Osborne talking about guys on bikes, guys on bikes. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah, we got that. Uh, let me see. What do you what do you remember about Tom Osborne and bicycles? <laughs> it's my favorite. Tom Os- it's more than I uh, more than I thought. Whoa. Or it was this one lick on an ankle or, you know, major league baseball. Uh, my favorite drop of Tom Osborne is talking about various halftime shows and he's him describing something super exciting to watch in the most monotone, boring way possible. This is very exciting, but this is what it sounds like when Tom Osborne... Guys on bicycles that go off ramps and do backflips. <laughs> <laughs> that was in response to the Lee Barfnecht Shim Shams story that he wrote Scathing Nebraska column. Nebraska ball was in such dire need of repair it was in disrepair uh, that they were doing halftime shows of older women called the shim shams doing a performance and some people were doing quick change Nebraska ball was doing shim shams uh, some places were doing dogs catching frisbees Nebraska ball was doing shim shams <laughs> And Lee Barfnick said, you know what? I'm fed up. This is the story I'm going to write. I'm fed up. This is Big Red Football. Okay. Oh, and that's great. He, he did, and he wrote about the shim shams. <laughs> <laughs> and when I think Lee Barfnick, I think of a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, but the, one of the first things I think of is his story that he wrote on the shim shams and how it's a disgrace 
and that the shim shams encapsulates what's wrong with Nebraska ball. That's what it was. It, he, it's it's not the first thing, but it's one of the first three things when someone sa- says Lee Barfnick. I remember that column. I mean, he he eviscerates Nebraska basketball, and the main bullet throughout the whole thing is the halftime show with the shim shams. And so was Tom Osborne asked about halftime entertainment? Is that where the? I believe that's what it was. Okay. Like. Yeah, what can be – he was the – I believe he was the AD at the time, was I he not? He so. Was, I believe so, yeah. Had to have been. Yeah. yeah why else are you interviewing him? Yeah, so he was, yeah. he was uh, being asked about it, and he said, yeah, you know, sometimes we got – Guys on bicycles that go off ramps and do backflips. Like, well, and guys much? on bicycles turned into – a huge, like we would have such fun with it. Like, oh, what, you're drunk, Tom. Guys on bicycles that go off ramps and do backflips. <laughs> and then, you know, now he's he's on some other kind of drug. Guys on bicycles that go off ramps and do backflips. Right. Uh, this one is called Osborne Leaning on Bicycles. I don't know what this means. Let's see. In this process, um, I'm curious. I mean, how are you approaching it? Are, are you leaning on anybody, or is this a Tom Osborne search committee, or is there anybody else that you're kind of leaning on to to, to get advice or to get help with uh, on, on this process? Guys on bicycles that go off ramps and do backflips. Okay, that's why the thing was titled Tom Osborne that, Leaning on Bicycles. That's quite a stretch, Chick. We, you've done a lot of pre-produced bits. That's quite a stretch. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Is there anyone you're leaning on in this process to hire a coach? Nope, just guys on bicycles. To, to get advice or to get help with uh, on, on this process. Guys on bicycles that go off ramps and do backflips. Wow. Stupid. Shouts out to Lane Grindle, by the so way. So stupid. Yeah. By the way, I've been told, uh, and I've, I've looked for it, um, that he did give a shout-out. Not a shout-out, but a reference for our show in – Something he did during a Brewers game. No, uh, Lane, I'm very disappointed. I still have not seen this clip. I I need the clip. Backflips. All right. Gonna <laughs> gonna need that. Hey, very, Lane, very soon. Put it in me DMs. Your wife is in me DMs, hey baby. <laughs> put it put it in put me it, DMs. Put it in me DMs. Just incredible stuff. Uh, we did. Uh, throw out some polls and I and I do like the uh, uh, appreciate all of the f- positive feedback we got from the videos that we put out right how about that because the last time you and I did a podcast we were in person in Omaha Nebraska right in and the Herdat Media Studios and then we were able to put out a couple of clips including us dancing to Bubble Guppies um, if you're which, not a father you know, of a young children I'd imagine your confusion level was quite high Kind of par for the par for the course true, there on that. That's true, um, but we did put out some polls. Uh, I will read uh, a couple of those. Our question was: Did you know the Bubble Guppies theme song before Schick and Nick played it? Sixty-one percent said no. Thirty-nine percent said yes. Wow. Okay. Are you angry at Schick and Nick for playing the Bubble Guppies theme song? Seventy-two percent said no. Twenty-eight percent said yes. Okay, we're doing something right. What's the better Bubble Guppies song? Time to go outside captured 69% of the poll. It's time for lunch captured 20%. Opening theme song, just 11%. <laughs> really? Opening theme song, um, kind of undies. I'm disappointed in that. 
And then we asked, do you want to see more video clips of the podcast recordings? 75% said yes. 4% said no. 21% said dance to bubble guppies, which eh, then we what did. that means. Then we did. And we, and we I want to get inside the, the heads of the 4% that said no. They no likey us. You know what I say to those people? Your wife is in me DMs. Your wife is in me DMs. Hey, baby. Um, any anything we want to get into? We're gonna, you know, well, get, I, mean, I mean, real the, quick, the AD sir. I mean, give me, give me, like, yeah. Let's let's go to Sao Paulo, Antonio, outside of Memorial Stadium. Sao Paulo, what can you say about the Nebraska athletic director search? Going uh, kind of quiet here, Sao Paulo. Go ahead. Well, it really is, Nick. And here's the deal with this. From what I have been told, there is a group of lettermen that want the AD search committee names to be made public. Now, I have talked to both Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz about this, and they declined to issue a comment, probably because they're not associated with this. Uh, Jalen Hurts is on record as saying he thinks he thinks he has no opinion on the matter. So we, it's going to be interesting to see. We'll send it back to you in the studio. You're watching Sports Center, brought to you by Bud Light, Progressive Insurance, and McDonald's. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So, the AD search, Sal Pal had said nothing of the sort. No, I didn't. Should the uh, names be made public? Uh, on right, or am I missing something? I think that's absurd. What do you think? Like, I understand wanting to know, but the benefit of that is that to apply public pressure. Like, we saw what happened when names have leaked in coaching searches before, Uh, not just Nebraska, I'm not talking about that, but even like you know, Tennessee or wherever. I mean, things just the more cooks in the kitchen, the worse it is. I mean, if you want to leak out a name to see if the public, if you care that much, if the public cares about who the AD is. Put your finger in the yeah, wind, do right, that, right, right, right. see where the wind's blowing. If that's important, then fine. You can leak a name. But let me ask you this. When I hear a letterman's group wanting it to be made public, uh, these are former players. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'd like to know if there's a former player on the list? Probably that was my first thought was like, okay, because I guess my first thought was like, why? That's ridiculous. You don't we don't need to have these names made public. But then you're trying to get inside. Well, what what is it that they would possibly want? And I guess that would be the only thing I could conjure up is they have, whether it's Ed Stewart, Trev Alberts, huge call, Greg, if they want one of those guys to be in the mix or something. And they want that out there. But I, I'm not. I, I guess I don't know. I read that story from from Sip, and was was confused by that. That doesn't. I don't. I don't understand why you would need these names to be public. One of the reasons uh, I don't agree with, in terms of a defense, and I believe uh, someone is on record, Chief Communication and Marketing Officer for Ronnie Green, said, "quote That's not a position we want to put everybody on that committee in." in terms of getting calls from the media. Ah. But that's not that's, that's not, not a reason. No, that's a weird no. that's a weird answer to me. But I just I don't know, just well, I guess I think 
the I would say the vibe around here is people are starting to kind of everyone was looking at each other like when Moose got fired, like what happened here? What's going on? But then to make sense of it, I think a lot of people thought, well, they must have their guy. They 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 must have their guy. It's gonna happen pretty quick. And as we're taping this, you know, two thirty nine central time on Sunday, July eleventh, like you still don't have anybody named. And so you're starting to kind of go, well, did they do have they gotten turned down by someone they thought they had? Have they gotten turned down by multiple people? Did Bill Moose what exactly happened that led for him to need to be let go or retire, whatever? right away the uh, it's just the longer this thing goes the more questions pop up both with what happened with moose and then what the hell is happening now or maybe not like at the same time are we is this elapsed time of no news any i mean is it are, are we trying to make a mountain out of a molehill of being like what's going on Be- trouble trouble behind the scenes what's going on is it not is it or are they just taking their time to make sure they they get this thing right Here's that. That's a great. That's a great question. Um, certainly don't know the answer to that, but I will say that, you know, another reason you don't want this to be public is because you know, the rabid nature of, you know, Nebraska fans and Nebraska media, where it just becomes a huge story, and then you do have to answer questions. But fielding phone calls is not really that big of a deal. But if like if they find out Matt Davison's on the list and then he doesn't get it, and then that becomes oh Matt Davison passed over for the AD job, like it's just. Not it's just not a great look. I don't know that that's very important, but I think what this does spell out is there is a huge lack of trust from these former players. Ah, there you go. In their belief that the administration is doing the right thing or will do the right thing, yeah. and that lack of trust comes from a number of things, but one being. They really haven't gotten it right recently in yeah. terms of a long-term answer. Right. And so they want to know, okay, what's going on there? Because this athletic department is defined by one thing. How good is the football program? Mm-hmm. So the former Letterman group comes out and goes, we want to be clued in on this because the AD is really important. And you guys have botched this recently. And tell us what's up. I just don't think they trust the process. Th- that's that's probably exactly what it is. Is is just spells out the lack of trust from the Letterman group that they want transparency because they don't fully trust the people behind the scenes making this decision because they've seemingly I don't want to say got it wrong. I mean they have got it wrong at, at times. I don't know saying you got yeah. it wrong with Bill. Moose. Bill Moose didn't get it right. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily an accurate portrayal of the situation. But nevertheless, I think just in general, I think Nebraska's decision makers hiring people has been problematic on a variety of fronts, right? I mean, I think it was Evan Bland in the Omaha World Herald ended one of his stories with Bill Moose and and him getting or him retiring is Nebraska's run here. I'm just reading from the story. Nebraska's run of buyouts continues a 2020 study by athletic director. You revealed no school in the country spent more money paying off football and men's basketball coaches since 2005 than the Huskers, who doled out nearly $28 million overall. The school also paid off fired AD Steve Peterson, $2.2 million, Sean Eichhorst, $1.7 million during that span. So I think that kind of encapsulates just 
the 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 fact that the people that have made these decisions over the course of the last 15 20 years have struggled like i don't think that's an unfair way of characterizing it and when that's the case i guess i can understand why there are is a group this letterman group that want a little bit of transparency of what the heck's going on behind the scenes but that still doesn't change the fact that generally speaking i don't think these things are need to be transparent of exactly who's getting interviewed what the pool of candidates are who said yes who said no you know that that seems like the type of the type of information i'm not sure that that's necessarily a good thing for it to get out yeah you it's hard to include more people in the what's going on without it getting out right 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 like it'd be one thing to go hey we'll we'll include you in and just let you know yeah you tell two people you're telling 2000 people right so but you know like jason peter tweets out so Husker Athletics needs a new AD. Pretty sure there's a coach in town that all he's done is win natties in conference titles. Yeah, I could take direction from a guy like that. Obviously, he's got a current gig, but never hurts to ask. And he includes John Cook in his Whoa. tweet. Hashtag GBR. Hashtag don't make this difficult. Whoa. So there's, there's a former letterman say, in a former national championship. Husker saying John Cook. Right. And so, okay, then that leads you to go, okay, what's going on behind the scenes? Are the Letterman wanting John Cook? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about all of that, but the the decisions that have been made have no doubt cost this athletic department and tangentially cost the state millions of dollars. Thirty million. Yeah. So you you lose the right to secrecy in some people's minds when you continue to you know you don't you don't earn the benefit of the doubt by costing me money right yeah so i get all of that but it's just the way it is and i think i think too you wouldn't get to this part if you've already made a hire and it shouldn't take it shouldn't take long to make a hire but you know at the at the flip side barry alvarez was on his way out for a while and they had to you know vet their candidate we saw what happened at northwestern and that kind of hit the fan so you do have to do your legwork on this stuff but it doesn't seem like they're that close either. i guess that's the thing i i guess i just go back to how i felt in the moment when the moose news hit and i let yeah. that sink in for 24 48 hours my thought was my guess is this is going to move quick like my guess my thought was they have their guy or they know who they want to get they feel like they have him and this thing is going to maybe right after the 4th of July. Like, I thought it was going to happen this last week. Like, I thought, okay, maybe if they don't want to do it before the 4th of July and have it get kind of swallowed up by the holiday, they were going to do it after. And so I thought it was going to be last week. And the fact that that week came and went was a little bit head-scratching to me. And it makes you just wonder what the heck's going on behind behind the scenes. And so I'm not necessarily going to the route of the Letterman demanding knowing everything that every candidate. But at the same time, every day that passes and there's no news on this athletic director front, you, you can't help but get a little squirm a little bit and go, whoa, what's going on there? Yeah, who knows what? Who's making this decision? Which candidates are you talking to? And and the fact that former lettermen are doing that makes you wonder if there are candidates behind the scenes going, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Or if they haven't talked to me yet about this. Like, what? Really? I mean, everyone knows John Cook behind the scenes. Right. People, all it takes is one person of substance to talk to John. Have they talked to you about this? No, not yet. That's just between you and me. Boom. 
<laughs> take it to social or, or, or Trev or or Trev right or right. Matt yes or, that's a great you know, point. like yeah you know it's not point. just John it's it's yeah. multiple or Ed right. or Ed Stewart you know like there's multiple people that maybe they've placed all it takes is one text one phone call and and maybe that person said, listen I don't know I haven't gotten a phone call I've I've no idea what's going on and that or I have and it didn't really go anywhere right like, what what right. do you mean it didn't go anywhere? yeah, yeah. So, so so maybe yeah I just think there's there's a lot behind. The more I'm glad we talked about this, because the more you, the more we talk it out, and the points you make, the more I'm like, oh, okay, well that was, because I just kind of read that story and thought, well, what the heck, Letterman? Like, what, what do you really like? Oh, okay. Well, there's something that motivated that, and I think it's maybe potentially all the things that we just threw out there. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be just something that they just said. Hey, we demand this. Seems to be some sort of thing going on behind the scenes, maybe. And they want these Letterman want to say, you know what? You don't need to go public with it. Just, just. Just get into me DMs. Your wife is in me DMs. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick, yeah. Chicken Nick, yeah. Chicken Nick show, yeah. Here we go. Huda Media Production.